Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Healthy Perspectives podcast. Thanks for joining us for today's journey, and I hope you enjoy. Okay, the topic for today. This is going to be an interesting one. I'm going to, I actually am not taking notes on this one because I just wanted to free flow and see what happens. Um, this could be interesting. Uh, I could either say brilliant things or regret half of the things that I say, and we're just going to go with it. Today's topic is going to be on identity. Our world right now uh, talks about you know how uh, men can be women, women could be men, and you know, basically you could be whatever you want to be. And I'm going to go ahead and shine, uh, hopefully illuminate some aspects of this uh, that maybe you haven't thought about. Maybe you have, and you know, you're, you're going to have a different perspective. So there's a really good chance that this particular uh, topic is going to challenge all of us. Uh, in different ways, including me. I'm trying to figure out how to articulate this. So I'm going to start with something real basic. We have known, we've been studying masculinity and femininity for decades. Like this is not a new topic. Um, What's often not discussed about it is that it's on a spectrum, right? So what we, you know, in the study of masculine and feminine, we often will break down, you know, there's the male scale and then there's the female scale. Well, modern times in 2022, there's this whole group of people that are trying to change the argument. Now, I'm not saying right now whether I think that's right or wrong. I will gladly state my thoughts and opinions of that as we go, but I want to start off with just talking about this isn't a new concept of masculinity and femininity. Um, And the question is, are they actually on different scales? Truth be told, there's limitations no matter what scale we use to measure, whether it's male, female, uh, you know, tall, short, uh, black, white, uh, friend, enemy, whatever the scale is that we're using, there's risk in it. Because it's what that, what the scale is, is a way of looking. It doesn't mean we're looking correctly or incorrectly. It's just a way of looking. Now, right now in our culture, we're going through all of this uh, critical race theory stuff. I'm not going to get into that per se, but you're going to probably see some overlap uh, you know, of, of thought into the idea of critical race theory. Um, the, the idea that there is one lens to look through. That's really what critical race theory says. There's one lens to look through and that is the lens of race, but that's flawed. Just like it would be flawed to say there's only one lens to look through male. There's only one lens to look through, uh, tall. Yeah. We're going to look through that lens tall. We're not going to look at short. We're going to ignore it. 
Well, the truth is anytime we ignore any other vantage point, we're missing data set. We're missing information. Right or wrong, whether you agree with me or not, like, as a social science guy studying this stuff, I, I need more information, not less information. So the idea of male, female, or masculine, feminine, well, by the way, masculine and feminine is, is not a male only thing or a female only thing. It's an everyone thing. And I say that because if there were one scale of masculine and feminine, you're going to see in the middle that there's overlap. Now, there are going to be outliers. Outliers are going to be the, you know, the women who fall really high up on the masculine scale and men who fall really far down on the feminine scale. Um, and I say up and down only because that's the way it's perceived, not because it's a, a, a process of judgment on anybody. Uh, so you could say side to side. Um, so just keep that in mind uh, and please be patient with me um, because uh, there's there's language in here that I'm sure 10 years from now I'm going to look back and go, mm, probably could have said that better. Um, anyway, so masculine and feminine. Let's just look at males. I'm starting with males for no other reason than I am a male. Okay. That's it. There's, there's no hidden agenda there on the masculine feminine scale. Men go from the bottom to the top or from the left to the right. However you want to see it. Now I tend toward, uh, the, the, what we would consider culturally the more masculine side. What does that mean? What is, I mean, what exactly does that even mean? So some people would argue that masculine and feminine are made up. They're not real. That what we attribute to masculine may have nothing to do with masculinity. Now, the purpose behind me talking about this is because I'm hoping at some point to challenge men and women to be better people. That means whatever gift you have to use it to make things around you better. Whether you're a feminine male, a masculine male, makes no difference to me in the sense that you still have gifts and you need to figure out what they are and you need to use them. So this is, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to take a step sideways for a second and talk about why this is such an important conversation. If we don't understand both the cultural aspect of what the world is telling you to be and the reality of what your gifts or limitations are, if we don't understand both of those things, then chances are we end up fighting battles we shouldn't fight, right? If uh, I go to the gym, and somebody in the gym, uh, let's say there's a female in the gym and she is, uh, you know, stronger than me. Does that mean she is not feminine? No, it just means she's wicked strong. Like she's super strong. Great. I'm happy for her. And somebody is going to think that is the most beautiful thing in the world. Do we know that she wants to be treated like uh, a, a woman? Or not because she works out and she's really strong. 
And no, you'd have to ask her, right? We make all of these assumptions based on what we perceive to be masculine and feminine. Now, I don't want to go too far down the rabbit trail, but I want to, I want to leave it with this. As a male, it's, the question is, is it okay to be on the feminine side? Is it okay to cry at a romance movie? The answer is yes, it's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Is it okay also to be a, a male that doesn't cry at a romance movie? Yes, that's also okay. And how do those things coexist? Well, they're just differences. Like there's, it's not more complicated than that. It's not, oh, well, one is right and one is wrong. It's one is different than the other. And truth be told, I believe, I told you I'd tell you some, some opinions as we went. I believe we need them both. I believe we need men who can cry. I mean, think of situations where uh, a a man gets emotional and goes and starts to tear up. It can absolutely impact people in a very healthy and good way. It's also important to have a man that can encounter a really challenging emotional situation and not cry. And the same is true when we flip over to the female scale. If you will follow me, just hang in there. The female scale. Now, I did them separate because I want to tap into this. The female scale of feminine to masculine is typically different than looking at the male scale. I say typically because there's overlap and there's outliers. And outliers doesn't mean bad. And overlap doesn't mean that, wow, some of those males are just like those females. No, no, they're not. Uh, They may have a femininity that is similar to the females, but in terms of their makeup can be totally different. Now, with the female scale being typically, uh, you know, falling in a different category, there's, there is that overlap. And this is the gist of what I wanted to try to get to today. And I hope my ramblings are making sense. What we are encountering today in 2022, what we are encountering when it comes to gender identity and stuff like that is a focus on outliers and overlaps. That's what we're looking at. Now, I think it's good to give attention to the outliers and the overlaps where the female scale overlaps with the male scale. I think there's wisdom in paying attention to the overlap. And I think there's wisdom in paying attention to the outliers because at the end of the day, people deserve love, whether they're masculine, feminine, male, female, black, white, tall, short, uh, thin, fat. I don't care. They deserve love because that is a necessity in life. It is not a want, it's a necessity. So when we in 2022 are paying more attention to the overlap and the outliers, inherently there's a problem with this. Now I'm coming at this from a social science perspective. The social science perspective says anytime we focus in too close or out too far, 
we're missing really important information. Now, why is that a big deal? Because when we're focusing on overlap and outliers, the question then becomes, what about the 80 to 90% that don't fall in the overlap or outliers? What about them? Well, in 2022, more often than not, they're being ignored by the culture. And by the culture, I want to define this for a second because I don't think they're being ignored necessarily in everyday life. Although maybe, I think what's happening is they're not getting any of the focused, focused as a, uh, that was a, a blunder, uh, the focused attention by media and politics, which means they're being marginalized. So if you're considered ordinary, average, typical, all of a sudden you're unworthy. Uh, I don't necessarily agree with that. So I'm going to, I'm going to go into some, some opinions here and look, you're going to like them. You're not going to like them, whatever it's going to be, it's going to be. Um, but it's important. It's important to consider where you stand and I'm only giving you a perspective. It's not the perspective. And you know, if I continue to grow, maybe I'll have a different perspective later on, but I would propose that this is an unhealthy look at our world and it's unhealthy because the focus on the overlap and outliers means 80% to 90% of our population is marginalized. Well, the argument would be, well, what about the overlappers and the outliers being marginalized for the last hundred years? That's possible. I, I, when I look around, I've seen examples of it. So it looks like that happened. Right. You know, you, 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 you know, 20 years ago, even 30 years ago, not very long. The idea of being homosexual was, uh, it was really, really frowned on like so much so that there were bad jokes made up. I remember growing up in that hearing those bad jokes. I didn't understand it all. I, I still don't claim to understand it all, but I do understand this. If anybody's being marginalized, being uh, purposely ignored, being uh, criticized in the sense, like uh, criticized in a bullying sense, not in a, you know, being critiqued, we should be critiqued, right? Somebody out there is going to listen to this and they're going to critique me. Please do it. You should. It's foolish for you not to critique this right? We want thinkers in the world. We don't want just reactors. We don't want people who at the, uh, you know, at the onset, I talk about masculine and feminine. They're like, Oh, this again, like, no, listen to it and give it real feedback, but not just to me, give it feedback in your own life. Where are you marginalizing somebody? Where are you bullying somebody? Right? I know I've done it. I know I probably inadvertently still do it at times. So my encouragement is that you, you take a look at what it means to be masculine and feminine within yourself, right? I, I thought books were a waste of my time when I was a kid. 
because I was busy playing sports. Does that make me more of a man today? I got a bookshelf full of books I've read that says reading is not masculine or feminine. I would have probably said that that was feminine when I was a kid, but I've grown, I've changed. I've improved my, my view of the world. And I think, I hope, I pray, I see it more accurately today than I did when I was a child. And my hope is that you'll do the same. So strongly urge you, I strongly urge you to consider what is masculine and what is feminine mean to you. And then expand on it. Who does that marginalize? Once you've, once you've realized what it means to you, who are you marginalizing? Who are you saying, I'm not going to listen to them because they are fill in the blank. That shouldn't happen. Matter of fact, we should listen to them more to understand them. We should engage in conversation with people we don't agree with. And learn what their definition of masculine and feminine is to them. But also learn how to love them as they are. Now that's a big ask. You know, like how do you, how do you love somebody who you, you don't agree with? I, I don't want a bunch of moral battles. But at some point we have to have the moral conversations. Okay, with that, I'm going to go ahead and wrap up for today and leave you there. I know that's kind of a, a hanger. It's a cliffhanger. Like, what do you do with this now? Uh, but my hope is that you'll start to interact with me uh, in, in both the positive and the negative. Give me, give me the critical. Give me the, the positive as well. And let me know what your thoughts are. And then I'll address those in here as well. So think about it and let me know what you think.